escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. In Accra, we are live on Joy 99.7 FM. In Kumasi, we are on Love 99.5 FM. This is News Night. And tonight, special prosecutor finds of claims that it acted on public sentiment and without legal backing, as it describes the computation of the time limitation based on which an Accra High Court declined its freezing and seizure orders as erroneous. We have details as the office issues a statement responding to that High Court order today. Also later... What you meant by this IGP is not correct. Honorable Chair, I will not deny that fact today, tomorrow, or the next day. We delve deeper into um, this ad hoc committee sitting today as key police chief head in that leaked audio plotting to remove the IGP it takes on his boss, Dr. George Kufudampari, for what he says is his mismanagement of the Ghana Police Service. We have details as the committee considers offering him an in-camera hearing for more revelations. Tomorrow, Eastern Regional Security Council bans open display and use of firearms in Salma Dwejri as it opens full-scale investigations into last Thursday or last Tuesday's chieftaincy clashes that claimed at least four lives. Where we want each and every person to be aware that going forward when we find any of such things on you, you will be arrested. We are not relaxing any of the rules within the jurisdiction. We want all to respect the rules of the state. We'll also get the very latest on the Hohoi situation where the MP is accusing the police of vandalism of property and assault of residents. The chief of Guru's vehicle has been vandalized by the police. Over 50 motorbikes have been burned by the police. In business, government said September 4th as the settlement date for the second round of the domestic debt exchange bonds. And in sports, Ghana's Thomas Partey and Salis Abdul Samad will square off in the UEFA Champions League group stages after their clubs were drawn in Group D. And the United Nations, African Union and ECOWAS all expressed serious concerns about the military takeover in Gabon, calling for a return to constitutional rule. Because our multilateral institutions have failed in their primary responsibility of ensuring that sovereignty is responsible. He notes with deep concern the announcement of the election results amid reports of serious infringements of fundamental freedoms. We have details of that and more here on Newsnight. You want to join us with your thoughts and comments is via WhatsApp 055 We are live on X Spaces. We are on Facebook. We are on myjournalline.com. Do leave your comments there. I am MFA Apao. Please do stay on for details.
This is your home of independent, fearless, and credible journalism. We're on a number of affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions. To our very first story tonight, and I'm sure uh, you've heard by now that um, the High Court has ordered the special prosecutor to return the property it seized from the matrimonial home of Madame Cecilia de here within seven days. Well, the special prosecutor has been fighting back. There's a statement uh, from him um, cl- fighting off claims that it acted on public sentiments and without legal backing as it describes the computation of time limitation based on which that Accra High Court ruling came or declined its freezing and seizure orders as erroneous. But we know that the court also declined the application of the special prosecutor to freeze the two account of the former minister. Delivering its ruling on the application for confirmation of seizure and freezing of the account of the former minister, the court presided by Justice Edward Chum said the OSP acted based on mere speculation I've been telling you about in its investigation and breached its own laws in the process. Richard Kujunyako is on our legal desk. He was in court for us. He joins me in studio uh, with more details. First, Richard, on what basis um, did the OSP invoke the jurisdiction of the court in this matter? So, MFA, first of all, the OSP went um, in search um, of Madame Cecilia de Pass house and mm-hmm. discovered $590,000 and again discovered 2.7 million Ghana cities and the OSP suspected that these property they found in Madame Cecilia de Pass house were tainted property. Mm-hmm. Again, they also went to the bank, two banks they mentioned in court, Societe General and Prudential Bank. And then um, based on that, because um, when the OSP um, issues it freezing and a seizure order, they need to go to court for confirmation. And okay. so based on that, the OSP went to court. And they feel that Madame Cecilia Dapas' property were tainted property. Okay. Well, so how did uh, Madame Cecilia Dapas' lawyers react to this application that was before the court, you'd say? They said that the OSP uh, has breached its own law. The OSP should have gone to court within the stipulated seven-day period, um, the, 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 the act that established it, I mean, Professor. Uh, based on that, they feel that the courts should not give a blessing to what the, the application of the OSP. And so that is what they are saying. But they made a point that the property that Madame Cecilia Dapa has acquired, uh, they were acquired way before she came into public office. Okay, now I'm curious about um, the court's order today um, to the OSB. Tell us, what did the court consider exactly before this ruling and the consequential orders that were given? So there were four strands, and so um, four um, issues were set out for determination. The first one was capacity, and so the court ruled that um, the objection by Madame Cecilia Dapa that the person who authorized the affidavit was um, not properly placed, um, was far-fetched, and was um, with, um, I mean, the court will not give it blessing to that. The second one was the confirmation of the seizure of the property and the court felt that the OSP only acted based on public speculation and without due regard to law and so for that for that matter the OSP's application was thrown out the second one uh, the third one was about the confirmation of the freezing orders and then the OSP said that uh, there is an ongoing investigation by the OSP and that investigation is yet to produce an outcome and Mm. so they cannot come to the court for the court to freeze the account. But the court also indicated that uh, when the OSP seizes the assets of someone 
or comes to the court for the court to confirm the freezing order, it should come within the stipulated seven-day period within which um, the court should confirm. And so based on that, the OSP did not do that. Okay. Well, I'm sure um, there's issue about the implications on the investigations of the OSP going forward has come up, really. Let's talk about it. So um, this is a ruling within the, the entire um, investigation that the OSP is conducting. Mm -hmm. And so uh, this is a ruling and the case is still ongoing. So the OSP has the right to appeal the decision of the High Court. And indeed, uh, that is why the OSP has uh, released a statement. Okay. Well, so let's take a look at that statement uh, from the Office of the Special Prosecutor fighting off some of the claims that were made in court today. What does it so, say? So the MF, MFR, the, the Office of the Special Prosecutor commenced investigation in the third week of July 2023 in respect of suspected corruption and corruption-related offences regarding large amount of money uh, with other valuable items involving Miss Cecilia Dapa, a former Minister of Sanitation and Water Resources. The second paragraph states that on 31st of August 2023, that is today, the High Court Accra refused to grant the application of the seizure and freezing um, orders on the grounds that the confirmation of seizure application was filed out of time, that the OSP did not provide any basis for the seizure and the freezing since it did not disclose the details of the transaction in the account, and further that the freezing order was based on public sentiment and without proper investigations. Now, while the OSP suspects the court's decision, it disagrees with the decision of the court. First, the OSP believes that the court's computation of the time limitation is without uh, with due respect erroneous. The OSP said three private residences associated Miss Dapa over the course of two weeks. The searches and discovery were ongoing during that period. There is little doubt that the OSP filed its application within the statutory window once the search and discovery window is considered. Second, the seizure by the OSP and a special prosecutor's freezing order were effectuated on the very firm basis of reasonable suspicion that the amounts and bank balances were tainted property as Ms. Dapam prevaricated as to the sources of the amounts she reported stolen from the residents, mm -hmm. the amounts discovered by the OSP in her residence, and the volume of transaction in her bank account and, inv uh, and investment. Third, the freezing order was not based on public sentiment. Rather, it was based on court processes filed in a criminal matter before the circuit court, Accra, involving Ms. Dapa as the complainant. Further, the freezing order was effected to aid the investigation as required by law and not on the basis of the investigation as indicated in the court. Therefore, it cannot be said that the OSP did not carry out proper investigations to warrant the freezing order. The investigation has only commenced and it is ongoing. And the final paragraph, the OSP mm -hmm. uh, states that it is assuring the public that it will take all necessary legal steps to ensure that the seized amounts and the balances in Ms. Dapa's bank accounts and investment are neither concealed, lost, or otherwise dissipated. And so this is the statement released by the OSB. And we still don't have the amounts even in that, exactly that particular so. statement there. Well, Richard Kujunyako, thank you so much. So we've been hearing from the OSB fighting off claims that we only acted based on uh, mere speculations and then also based on public sentiments there. This is an issue that you are still following up on for you. There's more. If you log on to myjoyonline.com. Now, let's um, get back um, to our earlier story from the ad hoc committee in Parliament today. Um, so 
we are learning that at the end of it, um, the, the committee is considering offering an in-camera hearing for more revelations from COP George Alexander Mensa. Well, my colleague Samuel Imbura has been monitoring events for us today. Amongst others, if you missed it, we know that uh, the man at the center of the alleged plot to remove IGP, Akufo Dampari, he's confirmed that his voice is in that leaked tape. Amongst others, also, he, he, he insists that it looks like the tape is edited, um, in his words. Uh, for him also, he says that they are concerned about mismanagement of the police and the IGP, Akufo Dampari, and he charged the committee to conduct their own investigation. Issues about his involvement with the NPP also came up and issues about election in Ghana being involved involved some form of mafia tactics uh, like um, he came up in the uh, committee hearing today. But let's hear him um, take on the IGP and then also um, insisting that the words that he, he spoke about, the IGP's uh, mismanagement of the police, um, he stands by them. Honorable Chair, I will not deny that part today, tomorrow or the next day. I will make that statement again that the current Inspector General of Police is not managing the police service well. It's something I will not run away from. I will say it everywhere, anywhere that I go. And you can do your own investigations, call police officers underground and find out from them. Commissioner, calm down. Calm down. Can you assist this committee? You see, within the context of your statement, it had to was and is that as we speak, majority of police officers are not happy. And if these same people are those who are going to police the elections, and remember, police officers, they vote. Their wives vote. Their children vote. Their mothers and fathers vote. That is my concern. Well, let's also listen um, to the, the part about whether he's an NPP sympathizer and uh, there were issues um, that were raised about whether he's an NPP member. Listen to the response. As uh, was captured in the audio, media, I have been NPP member since long time before I even joined the service. And now we need, because if you don't break the eight, me, that is my, that's my only objective. Anybody I meet, I tell them, we need this man. He can't help. You became an MPP member since, you have been an MPP member long time before you joined the service, is that correct? Mr. Chairman, my family has been with the UP tradition ever since I was born. And it remained there till now. So as you speak, are you a Cadbury member of the MPP? Mr. Chairman. I, I, I think you've answered it in a way that you are not a card member. No, no. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, let's. 
It's leading you to temptation now. No, it's a, it's a bad. What is the meaning of this? Chairman, with the greatest of respect, yes. I don't think this question ought to be admitted. I was I was just going to tell him. I was going to tell him that this is not it, it, fair. It is very dangerous for yeah, the, for, 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 no, for no, the cancel, cancel, cancel. Very dangerous. Well, so that's how it ended. Well, there, there, there were portions that he admits that he's a sympathizer of um, the MPP, amongst others. But my colleague, um, Samuel Limbura, uh, joins us live on the line now. He's been monitoring events at that ad hoc committee. So at the end of it all, um, Samuel Limbura, uh, we know that there was a request for an in-camera hearing uh, to review more information about happenings in the police service. Has that been granted? Well, the committee is saying that uh, regarding the sensitive nature of it, they'll be left with no option than to, to do that. So uh, tomorrow, uh, that the, the city has an agenda to determine whether Mr. C.O.P. Alex Mensah will be given that in-camera I mean, um, approach that he's asking to reveal more of in the Ghana Police Service. Which is for public consumption. Some testimonies and pieces of evidence might have national security implications. And therefore, in-camera hearing is one of the ways to I mean, address the problem. So, when we come to terms with that, why not? We invite him to give us in-camera uh, testimony. Well, so, Samuel, also, um, you got to interact with the, the chairman of the committee on the earlier concerns of biases raised by lawyers of COP Alexander Mensa against two committee members, that's Peter Lanchini Tobu and um, James Agalga. What's the chairman been telling you? <laughs> Hello, Mr. Yeah, hello, Emma. Your line is breaking. Is it I much better? I'm asking about um, your interaction with the chairman of the committee on earlier concerns about biases raised by lawyers for COP Alexander Mensa. Exactly. Uh, Mr. Atachia, who is the chairman of the committee, has indicated that they will give them the opportunity to adduce evidence. You know, the allegations were against Mr. Uh, Tobu and then James Agaga. Uh, they made comments on several occasions, uh, I mean, different occasions, according to the lawyers of Mr. C.O.P. Alex Mensa, in which they think that it will influence their report on, on about their client. So the committee says that um, if they have the evidence, they can bring them forth, and that's what Mr. Atachia is saying. We will not stop them from tendering evidence which should aid what we are doing. Guess what? Even the members of the committee are not enemies of the witnesses at all or the people involved. And therefore, if you start doing what they call evidence gagging, then you are biased ab initio. That is why I said anything of consequence that they will need to aid what they are doing, they should give it to them freely. And they are about to do that. In the same token, if there's anything which is a school patriot of them and they have, the committee should look at it. And if there is plain bias about certain things, I've said one thing which is very important. I would not be the person trying to get biased members of the committee to mess them up. So I don't have the lenses of bias. But if they believe that the committee is not properly constituted, then it's above me. Because I'm not the one who considers the committee as a speaker.
So that's the chairman of the ad hoc committee, Samuel Atachia there, and um, earlier um, the lawyers uh, for um, COP Alexander Mensa raises, raised concerns about um, some comments that had been made by Peter Lanchini Tobu and of course the vice chairman of the committee, um, James Agauga. But let's take a look at um, the identity of these officers that have been mentioned. Um, so we've been talking about um, COP Alexander Mensa, the earlier also Superintendent Eric Emmanuel Jebi. Uh, he was also mentioned by um, Buguinabu as being part of that tape and then also superintendent george asari my colleague maxwell Agbaba on the security desk joins me in studio so let's talk about um, these police chiefs but first let's start with superintendent george asari what do we know well, not much. We do not know much about um, Superintendent George Asari, um, but currently he's the he's at the protocol unit of the Ghana Police Service headquarters. He was formerly the East Legon Police Commander. Mm. Um, now, in 2019, he appeared before the also West Wagon Commission of Enquiry as a witness. Um, yes, because then he was the East Legon Police Commander. So when okay. the issue came up, he had to come and testify um, at the commission. Now, shortly after after that incident, it was speculated that he had been transferred to the um, Atadeka district under the Shaman Divisional um, Command. So not much about him, but um, the main person I'll we've been hearing to, from um, today. Alexander Mensa. Yes. Let's talk about Superintendent Eric Emanuel JB. Superintendent um, Emanuel JB, also not much we know about him, but he's the Director of Criminal Investigations and Digital Protection at, for, at the Forensic Unit of the Department of, uh, at the Forensic Unit at the Ghana Police Service. Okay. Also, not, not much information out there. But now, COP Alexander Mensa. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We have a lot of information um, about him. Now, he has served in the Ghana Police Service um, for 31 years, mm -hmm. but now on a long leave pending retirement in September. Um, his last role before retirement will be Director General Technical of the Ghana Police Service. Many know COP George Alessman. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Now, whose voice we've been hearing um, this evening a lot as a man who likes to talk tough. Now, we saw a bit of that during today's hearing. In September 2017, you interviewed him during a familiarization visit to the offices of the Multimedia Group Limited. He had just been appointed as the Great Accra Regional Commander. And um, he told you he will not be compromised in his objective to clamp down armed robbers and langards in the region. He says he's too hot to be in anyone's pocket. I think you were asking him if he's not going to be... In the pockets of the politicians. In the pockets of the over. politicians. And he said that if you put him in your breast pocket, you're going to get breast cancer. If you put him in your back pocket, you can sit. Let's listen. Mm. I'm too hot to be in anybody's pocket. If you put me in your breast pocket, you might have breast cancer. You put me in your back pocket, you might not be able to sit down. GA Mensa is not bribable. Okay, so that's yeah. what he told in me. In September 2017. 2017. Yeah. Okay. Now, this is not the first time he's also appearing before a public inquiry. Now, in 2019, he also appeared before the ISO West Wagon uh, Violence Commission of Inquiry. He was mm -hmm. then the director of operations at the Ghana Police Service. So he appeared as a witness. But there was a big difference between what we saw then in 2019 when he appeared before the Commission of Inquiry and what we saw today, um, you know, um, at the ad hoc 
committee hearing. Um, today, COP George Alice Mensah made comments suggesting that he's a sympathizer of the NPP. Mm-hmm. But we are also learning from interrogations at the committee hearing that he was an ADC to Vice President of Ghana from 1993 to 1997, um, Ko in Kensin Aka. Now, one of the committee members wanted how someone who said he was an NPP sympathizer even before he became a policeman was an ADC to an NDC vice president and he provided some answers to that and before the appointment of um, IGP Dampari it was speculated that he was in line to become IGP. Mm-hmm. In fact, he confirmed that the former Northern Regional Chairman of the NPP, Bugrin Abu, requested for his CV. He said he has been lobbying for the position since 2017. From his Facebook page, which has about 11,000 followers, he's been engaged in a lot of philanthropic activities, especially in the Bakwai constituency, also engaged in a lot of social activities. We do not know whether he has any political ambitions, but if you look at the pictures and the trend, it gives you that sense and some of these things also came up exactly the audio and yeah. then also at the committee today exactly thank you far. very much Maxwell is my colleague on the security desk mm-hmm. and has been uh, digging on the backgrounds of these uh, police chiefs who have appeared uh, before the ad hoc committee and uh, the sittings continue tomorrow but let's stay on matters relating to security this time in the eastern region and the regional security council there has banned the open display and use of firearms in Insama Duijui after last Tuesday chieftaincy clashes cl- that claimed we are told about two lives with, with others sustaining gunshot wounds. The incident happened when the Ochiman task force escorting a convoy of rival chiefs entombed by the Achimibuakwa Traditional Council were met with sporadic shooting when they attempted to occupy the palace in Adwejui. Member of Parliament for the area, Frank Anodompre, is accusing the police for the fallout of the chieftain's dispute that's been simmering for the last two years. We began to pick up some very strong signals that there was a potential danger. I think there was some police presence, but it wasn't enough. When I called for heavy police presence, I'm not calling for just one off, just some 24 hour or just some one week. We need about two months or so, or two months to three months heavy police presence. And the shooting incident that has occurred, it did occur in broad daylight. So that's the, the MP for the area. Thankfully, we've been joined on the phone by the Eastern Regional Chairman and the Chairman of the Regional Security Council, Mr. Seth Kwame Champon. Thank you so much uh, for your time here on Newsnight, sir. So um, I know that um, your your Security Council, you've been meeting over this particular clashes in Insaum. Really, um, give us uh, what your preliminary findings has been so far in terms of what led to these clashes and the number of lives we've lost so far. Thank you very much, Amifa. Primarily, this is a criminal activity that would be monitoring over a period um like our statement spells out every person that desires to hold a special event is mandated by law to advert fame to the police service because mind you we know our ghana police civilian ratios and so we cannot in any sense of a stretch the service hence the need for us to abide by existing enactment and so it is prudent that all persons intending to hold a special event should apply themselves to some of these basic legislations however whatever has happened has happened it is a criminal event uh, we put together ourselves in a council meeting to look at what happened in theater and look how best we can address it and then going forward how best we can help redress whatever um, on tour that's happened. Mm. Um, like we said in our statement, 
a full-scale investigation is spelled out in there because we were picking information, um, some may call it intelligence, um, as to certain happenings. We fell on the persons that had been identified. They denied the information until we had these things that occurred. And so all of them are within our immediate findings of investigations that we are pushing mm. for. Okay, well, but uh, clearly, though, how many lives, unfortunately, were lost here and the number of injuries? We have two deaths and five injured persons. The five injured persons have been brought to our Kofodia Regional Hospital, mm. and they are here in our regional hospital. And this full-scale probe, do we have timelines as to when exactly you're expecting uh, the results um, or the findings to be brought to the, the Security Council? Typically, investigations take a while, but in this instance, preliminary, we've asked the police service to give us some results within the next week so we know what prima facie um, evidence will be before us going forward because it's a matter that we've been following not now. We've been following this for close to six months now. And so we were always monitoring until these things occurred. We had already taken some actions using the law courts earlier to ban all activities and so when we heard of these things we hurriedly got on ground but as we speak there are more men on ground to protect the community we've been hearing from the mp uh, for the area i'm sure um, this has been brought to your attention as well accusing the police for the fallout of this particular dispute uh, for him the actor done professionally i'm sure this has come up in the interim how are we dealing with it whilst the full skill probe is also launched so oh, in the in in the in, in the exigency of such matters, you may hear some of these comments. I I sometimes listen to everybody speak, but that is why investigations is necessary. Mm. Investigations will give us truthfully the facts as they are and occurrences as they happened, and then we'll be able to make progress. So in, it's early day for me to lay blame on any other person. I just want to make sure that I get the right um, investigations from the outer because. Believe it or not, they are the mandated law enforcement agency to give us the necessary information we need. So I wouldn't want to do anything on toward. I'd leave you to get some water. Thank you so much uh, for your time. That's the Eastern Regional Minister, Seth Kwame Champong there, giving us um, the updates on the Insama Madridri chieftaincy clashes that has led to the loss of two lives and three deaths, where there was a situation also in Hohoi in the Volta region, and we've been hearing from the MP for the area, John Peter Meu, accusing the police also of vandalism of property and assault of residents uh, following these clashes in the municipality. Well, two persons uh, were yesterday shot in that violent clash between the police patrol team and aggrieved youth of the area. Well, the MP says the police must be called to order. Uh, but thankfully, the MC for Hohoe, Daniel Noble Awuma, uh, joins us um, via, okay, on the phone. Thank you so much uh, for your time, Ms. Awuma. So um, we know that your reg- uh, the Municipal Security Council, they've also been meeting on this Hohoe incident. Um, wh- what have you found? Thank you. I'm a friend and our cherished listeners and my constituents for her municipality. Yes, um, we've also been meeting today after the incident of yesterday uh, to take uh, into account the varied reports. And as myself, I was on ground yesterday seeing things for myself. <clears throat> if I had come to light that, um, unfortunately, my officers. Um, 
did not act professionally. And as a result, uh, there were some amount of <coughs> uh, indiscipline displayed by my officers on the citizens of uh, Bingo Denu by extension their properties ranging from vehicles, motorbikes, houses, shops, you name it. Hmm. And we are told that some two persons uh, were also shot. Um, the numbers remain at two, or from your findings, there's more? Yes. Um, we lost two young men. Uh, the accident victim, as you speak, is receiving treatment at the Volta Regional uh, Teaching Hospital. Hmm. And more of the blame was put at the doorstep of the police from what we are hearing from the MPs and eyewitnesses as well. Is there a particular action that's been taken? What exactly has happened to that? Well, it's, it's, um, it's sad to say because uh, unfortunately uh, what the police were telling us yesterday uh, looks as if they were reacting to report of their vehicle being banked by some youth from the community uh, but to my mind uh, a life is more precious than a vehicle so for policemen to decide to unleash terror on the very people they are supposed to be protecting and, and safeguarding uh, to to that extent i would think that it is it is very very unfortunate uh, that that uh, for want of a better word and to me this has called for some uh, level of uh, scrutiny and some uh, level of private investigation that we are, we are considering as uh, music we have already tried to put the blame squarely uh, at the doorstep of the police and will there be a particular action that will be taken against the yes, officers that, that will be done um, fortunately my MP uh, was also with me today mm. and so I took him around to see the scene for himself as well. And so we are putting few touches together. And tomorrow we'll get in touch with some of the stakeholders and we'll take a, a firm uh, platform going forward. And, and finally, Mr. Ume, before I let you off, uh, we're told also, uh, at least we heard from the MP, that um, some teachers um, are of the view that going to the classrooms to teach is not um, safe at this point. Have we been able to resolve yes. that for schools to be open? Yes, um, I've directed that schools be open tomorrow. Then I just uh, closed a meeting with the Minister Director of Education and taking the pit and pieces together, it is more than safe for them to uh, resume learning. And so we have agreed that Monday, um, as, as learning will, will, will be in full swing. Okay. Ms. Aume Akpe, thank you. And that's um, Daniel um, Nobel Aume, is the MC for Hohoi. Uh, it's time for business. George, we are fe. The weasel. Weasel, Okay. It's okay. Leave it there. It's okay. Okay. Well, coming up in business, government said September 4 as the settlement date for all investors that participated in the second round of the domestic debt exchange bond. And the cylinder recirculation model is set to take off from tomorrow. As the National Petroleum Authority reviewed directive on use of Ghana card as the only form of identification for the registration. The business news on Newsnight is
is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business, Kingdom Books and Stationery, Syntax Tangs, and the Pepsi Denchako and Hebel. Of the year, just in some points, Momo pay or you say Momo up. Send with ease and win big. You be mad, Tanto, or you be Momo user. Momo season, Abanti, send it via. Send it via. Momo season, Abanti, send it via. Send it via. From now till the end of September, end points when you download the Momo app and make Momo pay transactions to a merchant via either the QR code or merchant ID and stand the chance of winning a thousand. Ghana CDs weekly and other amazing prizes. Our merchants are not left out. Receive payment and win. There are lots and lots of exciting prizes to be won. So download the Momo app, transact with Momo Pay, and get rewarded this Momo season. TNCs apply. MTN. Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 14 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Community One, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase K and USD campus. You see. Cape Coast and now at the Marina Mall Airport City or call us 0302 764101 Syntex has it all. Syntex Tank was first to introduce double layer tank, and now you can have as many layers as you want. Syntex Tank was first to introduce white inner layer tanks in Ghana, and now introduces the customer specs order, which will let you order any color and size you want. Syntex Tanks gives you the biggest warranty of seven years, which no other tank gives you. So, whatever your water consumption, size of project, or demand, choose Syntex Tank. Syntex Tank, stress-free. Syntex Tank, reliable. Syntex Tank, maximum guarantee. Call 0244-335-168. Kumasi 0505-555-666. Or visit SyntexGH.com. Syntex Tank, a year strong, a year tough. I'm a Ah, yeah, yeah. Pepsodent Eba and a Pepsodent Chaco. I've been here. You're going to natural. FTRJ, you're going to
You're welcome back to Business on Newsnight. Now, government has said September 4 as the settlement date for investors that participated in the second round of the Domestic Debt Exchange Program. This was captured in notice issued by the Ministry of Finance, giving details about the offer. There is more in this report. Date is the time that government is looking at issuing new certificates for all those bondholders that participated in the offer. Government is originally looking at September 4, but has revised it to next Monday. This will also form the basis of what some might call the legal document that most of these investors can hold government when it comes to payment of interest and maturity of these papers. According to government, payment will be done as soon as settlement is concluded for these bondholders. It's added that these payments will be made as if such exchange bonds had been issued on February 21, 2023 and held by the tendering eligible holders as of 22nd August 2023. The Finance Ministry in the results noted that approximately 92% of the domestic dollar bondholders participated in the second round of the debt exchange program. It was seeking to restructure about $809 million worth of bonds. On the pension fund, the finance ministry pegged participation at almost 95%, with about 31 billion Ghana cities worth of bonds to be restructured. And that is the business tax report. Meanwhile, government says it can now be said that the domestic debt exchange program has been concluded. Dr. Mohamed Amina Dam is the Minister of State at the Ministry of Finance and has been explaining to Joy Business what this will mean for the economy, especially when it comes to Ghana's ratings. Yes, we're expecting the rating agencies to come out soon. Uh, we don't want to preempt what they will do because they have independence uh, in, in their rating uh, operations. But we expect that once the confidence of the market uh, in our government uh, is enhanced, uh, the credibility of our government uh, towards meeting our obligations to bondholders and to other creditors, uh, they should respond. Mm -hmm. and Dr. Mohamed Amin Adam is the Minister of State at the Finance Ministry. The match talked about cylinder recirculation model is set to take off from tomorrow, September 1, 2023. This was after the National Petroleum Authority and Baghdad Industry Engagement after some initial opposition to the program. There's details in this report. The initiative seeks to centralize the distribution and sales of LPG in the country for domestic use. It will allow consumers to exchange empty cylinder for a filled one at a specific location. The model will be rolled out first in the greater Accra and Ashanti regions before it is extended to other parts of the country. Joy Business understands that the national... Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este... Comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. The Petroleum Authority has reviewed an earlier directive that permits only the Ghana card to be used as a form of identification for the program. It will now accept other forms of national identification. The authority also reviewed that there will be a three-year transition period for the model. This should mean that the first three years of the program will be used 
to address all the challenges about the initiative before it fully takes off. And that is a business tech report. Executive Secretary of the Public Utilities Regulatory Commission, Dr. Ishmael Aka, has indicated that the commission is hoping to make full cost recovery by next quarter of this year. According to him, some of the utility areas which have been cleared in order for this to be possible is being worked out to ensure that this is done. He spoke on PM Express. So hopefully by the next quarter, we should pay for. So we, I say it's not cost recovery because there's some areas of about, let's say, 250 million cities we did not cater for as an areas. But for the quarter, if we take this quarter, what we've given them is the full cost for the quarter. But there's an areas that has to be paid. If we get to next quarter, we hope that we clear that areas and we still do the adjustment for that quarter. So by that time, 1st December, we should be with both the quarter and the areas. It's actually they are, they are experiencing full cost recovery but with some areas. And Dr. Ishmael Aka is the Executive Secretary of the Public Utilities Regulatory Commission. And MFA, let's talk about pensions tonight on PM Express as you engage the Chief Executive of the National Pensions Regulatory Authority. What is the authorities of doing to ensure that when you retire, mm -hmm. MFA, all the benefits that they promise you you're going to get it. And what about the recent restructuring of these pension funds? And what is the authority doing? Also, the argument about whether the time has come to review the pension age from the current 60. And what about your contributions as well? Should they be increased to deal with the current challenges mm -hmm. when it comes to the sustainability of the scheme? And it's at 9 p.m. on the Joy News Channel on Multi-TV and also on all our social media platforms as we engage the Chief Executive of the National Pensions Regulatory Authority here for Data Crofi on all these issues about pension. Thank you very much, George. We look forward to that discussion this evening at 9 p.m. on the Joy News Channel. Let's take some of your messages um, that you've sent in. We have this one. says the National Security, I'm, I'm grilling all the way down, and it says the National Security must, uh, be deploy, must deploy more security in Hohoi municipality immediately. Sena Hateka uh, from Agom Poplote sent that one in. And Major One in Kumasi says, okay, so he's talking about the moral right of um, Lanchini Tobu to be on the parliamentary committee. Here's a man who was doing active NDC party politics while he was in uniform, really. Okay, so that's a Major One Kumasi. I'm unable to verify the claims that you're making. Well, Kofi Seidu in Konongo says, is COP Alex Mensah telling Ghanians that Dr. George Kufudampare can only be seen to be managing the police service well if he allows the NPP to break the eight. Alex Mensah deserves um, severe punishment. That's um, Kofi Seidu's uh, message sent in. And um, Walanyo Inakwetia says, the IGP alleged leak tape is nothing to fear. Let us throw it into the dustbin and think about how to sustain the livelihood of the Ghanaian. Um, Walanyo, uh, your message duly received. Musa Abatwa in Aswasi says, from the revelations by COP Alexander Mensa, it suggests that the perception that some police officers are doing the bidding of political parties is true, and the issue of IGP is not managing the police world is false and out of sheer bitterness. You add the hashtag Newsnight. And um, some more of your messages, more and more of them, maybe let's take this one from Samin Kumase. Says COP George Mensa was not willing to speak to the real issue at stake. If he had not appeared before the committee hearing, would he have come out 
to accuse the IGP of mismanaging the police service? Uh, that's your key question. And Olanyo, I've already taken your message. It's something in already. And um, this one also says, um, that's from Nana Spintex Road. I'm sure the current IGP is doing a good job, but you know most of our civil servants are set in their ways, so much so that they resent change. These guys in the tape must be treated in the same way as the so-called coup plotters. Also, most of them look at politicians to continue being in post, whether good or bad, at their jobs. Nana Spintex Road. Uh, many more of your messages would we'll, we'll take them um, subsequently. Let me bring in Musbao has the latest from the world of sports. Hello. Hello, MFO. Well, let's talk, do some women's football now and Ghana's Ampem Dakwa they've triumphed in the Wafu Zumbi qualifiers securing both the regional title and a coveted spot in Women's Champions League a CAF Women's Champions League slate at four and next month well the team defeated Delta Queens in a 1-0 uh, in one nil in the final game of the Wafu B Zone B qualifiers in Benin earlier today. Now, this comes after they narrowly missed out on qualifying for the Women's Champions League after finishing as runners up in the qualifiers last year, uh, having lost to Nigeria's Bayosa Queens. Now, they become the second Guinean club to end qualification for the tournament after Hazaka's ladies achieved the same feat in the inaugural edition in 2021. Now, the tournament itself will be played in Ivory Coast and it will start on September 5th to the uh, starts on the 5th of November, rather not September, to the 19th of November 2023. Now, um, of course, uh, maybe this will also interest you, MFA. Black Stars forward Abdul Fatawi Sahaku. He is now in England and we're playing for Leicester City on a season-long loan from Portuguese side Sporting uh, CP. Now, Isahaku will link up with Enzo Maresca's squad for the 2023-24 Skybet Championship season, where Leicester will be aiming to quickly return to the English Premier League. Well, after switching from Sporting to England, Fatawi Isahaku said joining the club this season was his best moment. I'm so happy and uh, this is an amazing moment for me. And I think um, I'm happy to be here. Uh, for me, uh, from uh, from the look of uh, Leicester and uh, how I, I talked with uh, the coach, I think here was the best for me. I chose Leicester because I think they can grow me well and um, I get more mature than, yeah. Um, Actually, he told me um, about um, the plans he got for me and how he wanted me to play. And so I think that was the best for me. So that's why I chose here. Yeah, so that's uh, Abdul Fatahi Sahaku there playing in uh, England in in England in the uh, second division of the English football there for Leicester City. Well, Champions League football is back and the draw was held today. And very interesting draw. Uh, let me just take you to them, MFA in Group A. Bayern Munich is in there with Manchester United. And lots of Manchester United fans are not, they're not so happy about it because Bayern Munich always seem to bring some fear, chills, you know, down the spines of many. But... Well, we'll see if they're we're ready. Really ready. <laughs> <laughs> so they're in the same group with Copenhagen and Galatasaray. In Group B, that's where two Ghanaian players will be squaring off. And Sevilla is in there. And Thomas Partey's Arsenal is in there. PSV is also in there. And Abdul Salis Samet's RC Lance 
are also in there. In Group B, then Group C, Napoli, Real Madrid, Braga, and Union Berlin. Then in Group D, we have Benfica, we have Inter Milan, we have Salzburg, and we have Real Sociedad. Group E, we have Feyenoord, we have Atletico Madrid, we have Lazio and Celtic. Then Group F, that's what everybody's describing as the group of death. Hear this. Paris Saint-Germain is in there, mm -hmm. Dortmund is in there, AC Milan is in there, and newcomers, Newcastle, are also in there. Very, very, very tough group there. In Group G, Manchester City alongside RB Leipzig, Red Star Belgrade, and Young Boys. In Group H, Barcelona, Porto, Shakhtar Donetsk, Royal Antwerp. And if you go to Group Z, that's where you find Chelsea and Liverpool and the others. They are, <laughs> they are nowhere close in there. So they will find your own group the in some man, other the time. The man behind you is about to give you a knock. <laughs> <laughs> I was a Chelsea fan. So, yeah. yeah, we'll see how it works out. Anyway, <laughs> okay. so that's it for sports. We and Champions League. What, yeah, I mean, it's going to start in two weeks from now. And, of course, live commentary will be here on Joy. So look forward to that. Well, okay. tomorrow we'll be having the countdown, the transfer countdown. The European transfer yeah. window will be closing tomorrow. And we'll be having a live show on I Joy News from 8 to 8 to 10 30 so look forward to that okay. pepsodent hairball and chaco because pepsodent every smile matters thank you very much Ms. Bell. you keep on that's keeping that smile on well let's um, get an update from the new patriotic party and um, most of you are wondering whether um saturday's um, super delegates congress and that tiebreaker between boache jaco and adenimo is going to come off well we've heard from boache jaco issue a statement um, early hours of this morning uh, raising concerns about the decision by the party to only allow the national council um, to participate uh, in this um, election so um, for that, um, he's actually uh, withdrawn from the race, citing unconstitutional matters and legal breaches. But uh, let's bring in uh, the Deputy General Secretary of the NPP, Haruna Mohamed. We know there's a development um, on this particular situation. Um, so what exactly has been the decision of the Elections Committee uh, regarding Saturday, Ms. Haruna Mohamed? Um, we, we have received the information regarding Bajaz Daku's uh, decision. Um, to stay away from a very legal process. In his own opinion, he says it's unconstitutional, which the party disagrees. And we duly refer this matter to the elections committee. The elections committee will decide the way forward. Once it's not contested, I think there wouldn't be any election. So this matter will be determined by the elections committee of the party, whether there will be elections or elections. So just as I speak to you, I've just cited a statement from um, the, the election committee is signed by the chairman presidential elections committee, right honorable uh, Professor Mike Aaron Okwe and he's talking about taking notice of the decision of uh, Bwachi Jaku to withdraw from the contest and therefore the runoff election scheduled for Saturday, um, September 2 will no longer be held. I'm sure this is exactly. yet to be communicated. Exactly. So once he has withdrawn from the race, um, the election committee seizes the power to communicate whether there will be elections or not. And as they issued the formal communication from right honorable, right reverend Professor Mike Bouquet, the decision goes that there will not be elections on Saturday. 
Good to hear. Thank you so much, Haruna Mohamed. There is a Deputy General Secretary of the NPP. That huge sigh of relief. Um, there'll be no um, superdelegates election on Saturday. So um, the final five now will be uh, Dr. Mahmoud uh, Baumia. We also have Ken Ohini Jepong, Alan, John Kujutri Manting, and Uswifi Yakutu, and then Francis Adai Nimo. Let me take you to Gabon now. In the United Nations, African Union, and ECOWAS have all expressed serious concerns about the military takeover in Gabon, calling for a return to constitutional rule. The United Nations General Secretary General Antonio Guterres has reiterated a stronger position to the seizure of power. His comments come on the back of Wednesday's overthrow of Gabon's President Ali Bongo just one month after a similar military takeover in Niger. And we're still talking about that situation while spokesperson of the UN Secretary General Stefan Dujaric is urging that Gabon military to ensure rule of law and human rights are, expect are respected. Uh, the Secretary General is following closely the evolving situation in Gabon. He notes with deep concern the announcement of the election results amid reports of serious infringements of fundamental freedoms. He firmly condemns the ongoing coup attempt as a means to resolve the post-electoral crisis. The Secretary General reaffirms his strong opposition to military coups. The Secretary General calls on all actors involved to exercise restraint, engage in an inclusive and meaningful dialogue, and ensure that the rule of law and human rights are fully respected. He also calls on the National Army and Security Forces to guarantee the physical integrity of the President of the Republic and his family. The United Nations stands by the people of Gabon. Well, Maxwell Ogba, and really, he's been following this situation. He joins me in studio. First, let's talk about the AU's condemnation. You have a copy of their statement. Yes, um, MFA. So the chairperson of the AU Commission, His Excellency Musa Faki Mohammed, says he is following with great concern the situation in Gabon and strongly condemns the coup attempt in the country. He's calling on the National Army and the security forces to stick strictly to their duty to guarantee the physical integrity of the President of the Republic, the members of his family, as well as those of his government. Mm. Um, he's encouraging all political, civilian, and military players in Gabon to choose peaceful political paths leading to the rapid return to democratic constitutional order in the country. Okay. And then we also have a statement from um, the ECOWAS um, chairman who is expressing concern, although this did not happen, you know, um, in West Africa, but he's speaking lessons from what happened in Niger and what is happening in, in, in Gabon as well. He said um, the, the, the Nigerian president is watching development unfolding in Gabon very closely and with deep concern for the country's socio-political stability and the seeming autocratic wind appearing to spread to other parts of the African continent. He says power belongs in the hands of Africa's great people and not in the barrel of a loaded gun. Okay. Um, the Nigerian president and chairman of ECOWAS says he will continue to communicate with other heads of state within the African Union and beyond um, toward a comprehensive consensus on the next steps forward. So following the, the wave of coups uh, we mm. recorded in Africa, we know that um, there's been some shake-up in the military of Rwanda and Cameroon exactly. as well. Yes. So um, a Wednesday statement from the Rwandan Defense Forces said President Paul Kagame has retired 83 military personnel, including 12 generals. Um, Kagame also approved the promotion and appointment of some officers to replace them um, immediately. And this move actually takes immediate effect. The president, uh, who has been in power since 2000, is one of the continent's longest serving leaders. And similar thing happened in Cameroon, where... 
Um, the president is serving a seventh term in office after rising to power in 1982. There was also a shake-up in the military there. Okay. Thank you very much, Maxwell. Well, we can hear from Dr. Ernesto Dujenfi, as chairman of the National Peace Council, warning of major problems if the issues that give rise to military takeovers in Africa are not addressed. We are concerned about the peace of this country, especially looking at what's happening within the sub-region. It's a matter of concern to us to continue to maintain the peace that we enjoy in this country. So the Peace Council is, is really conscious of what, what's happening in our sub-region and we're doing the best we can to maintain the peace that we have in this country. How concerned should Ghana be about this sort of thing making its way into our borders? We have been talking about these things to those in authority to critically look at them. It's got to do with youth unemployment. It's a major issue within the sub-region because if we don't tackle it, we are likely to have major problems on our hands going forward. And that's it for tonight's edition of News Night on Joy 99.7 FM in Accra, in Kumasi on Love 99.5 FM. We've been on X Spaces on Facebook, myjoyonline.com. You can log on for more stories there. We have personality profile for Thursday coming up next with Lexis Bill Kofi Ofusu Inkansa, CEO National Entrepreneurship and Innovation Program. NAEP is our guest. Please stay. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.